Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Pendant Shakespeare, Twelfth Night, Act 3. I'm your director, Landon Bell. I am joined by our dramaturge, Colin Kelly. I'll be over here making the uh, jazzy noises. Save thee, friend, and thy music. Dost thou live by thy tabor? I love this music. Love it. Art thou a churchwoman? No such matter. Here we have uh, Marley Norton as Viola and uh, Alison Moser as Festy. And my house doth stand. And this song is really interesting. I, I use it later, later on down the road in the play, and I've kind of been calling it Feste's trolling theme. Um, it's called a jazz song by AJC4. But uh, it comes into play most of the times that Feste is really just trolling people. So pretty much all the time. Pretty much all the time. I would, therefore, my sister had no name, sir. Why for? Why, sir, her name's a word. And to dally with that word might make my sister wanton. You gotta love the wordplay in this. It, are very rascals, I, 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 having talked to Allison, because I, I think she was recording this when she visited sir, Los Angeles. Words, it's a good thing we got someone as smart as she to play this, because in the wrong hands, this would be crazy. With great roles comes really great responsibility. <laughs> With great roles come great actors. Yes. And William Defoe. You have a point. She will keep no fool, sir, till she be married. And fools are as like husbands as pilchards are to herrings. The husband's the bigger. <laughs> I am indeed not her fool, but her corrupter of words. Uh, Festy's line about the husband's the bigger, and just that entire late lead up to that is maybe my favorite joke in all of Shakespeare. It's it's hilarious. Her outtakes were equally hilarious. But I'll be interested in seeing what the what the blooper reel sounds like. I think I saw your wisdom there. Knowing is what we have. Pete Bailon, no, Allison Moser. Marley Norton. He is expensive. Uh, people are forgetting. Now, Jove. Anyways, we have so many crazy, awesome people who will make fun of the show very interestingly. Yeah, Pete has some pretty hilarious ones. He has one, and if if I didn't know any better, I would have thought he was running around his room where he was recording, manically screaming and just wailing his arms in the air. Like a madman. You know, method acting is a thing. I understand you, sir. Tis well begged. The matter, I hope, is not great. It'll make it for some great laughs in the blooper reel. Cressida was a beggar. My lady is within, sir. I will construe to that. Okay, so I've gotta say, this scene, every time she keeps bribing Viola for gold, is just, I, I don't know. It, it does something to you when you're directing it because it seems like it should be out of place, and yet it's not this because it's festy. Is wise enough to yeah. the fool. Well, just tipping and it. To do that well craves a kind of wit. She must observe their mood on whom she jests. I like how Marley has the control over her voice to slip in and out of Cesario and Viola. This yes. Is a Which, as full of good job. As a wise man's art this is why we cast you. Good job. Uh, I should mention, word we should bring back. Construe. 
You know, I, I, to take on meaning. You, it's brilliant. And you, sir. You were saying that about uh, Marley. You, you should really hear Act 5. It's kind of trippy when she's playing three different voices. Uh, this is Aiden Rudd as Sir Toby Belch. Who is very charming in person, let me just say. My legs do better understand. This is where you introduce the other guy. And I go, and also charming, but I haven't met him yet. <laughs> Who's the other person? I mean to go, sir, to enter. I will answer you. Cough. Who is Sir Andrew? Cough. Oh, oh, I didn't hear his voice. I'm sorry. Uh David Alt. We have David Alt as Sir Andrew. Most excellent. Which is great, because he actually lady. speaks French. Which I know from What's Without Time you. in Vegas. That used to record you. Oh, here he is, here he is. Well. Speaking of David, I've just got to say, Sir Andrew was the hardest role to cast in this play. And everyone's jaw is dropping, because they would have thought, no, it, it was Sir Toby, or it was Viola. No, it was Sir Andrew. Give me your hand, sir. My duty, madam, and most humble service. And so I'm really grateful that uh, David decided to step into the role because he does a fantastic job with it. Indeed. My servant, sir. Twas never merry world since lowly feigning was called compliment. Your servant to the Count Orsini. You know, we should really give props to, you know, Maria. Since she's in the uh, stage directions for the scene, she just doesn't say anything. For his thoughts, would they were blanks rather than filled with me. Good job standing there. Come to wet your thoughts on his path. Oh, by your leave, I pray you. I bade you never speak this is not, of him. This is Nani Brennan as uh, Olivia. I had rather hear you solicit that than music from the spheres. I don't know, but I have like Dear Olivia, like one of those 1920s, you know, kind of like a cocktail dress, kind of. Not just like, ah. You did hear a ring in chase of you. An so attack of the random myself, dog. Myself, <laughs> and you fear me. You. Your recording is commentary to force that on you in a shameful cunning which you it's funny that you said that about the outfits because i i have in my mind how i think every character's dressed which uh it's really funny with mavolio because when he's cross gartered in the yellow stockings and oh god that doesn't fit the 20s <laughs> well it doesn't fit anything yeah i know i I kind of have in my mind that he looks like he's from a sideshow kind of production. When he's dressed like that. And that's what everyone else thinks. Maybe, maybe we should just say to Daniel Chad, Hey, can we get the entire cast wearing these? You know, the Duke in a uh, zoot suit. Can we have that happen? How much the better to fall before the lion than the wolf? The clock upbraids me with the waste of time. Is that the same clock we used in Macbeth? Afraid, good I will not have. I want to say it's not. When wit and youth it could. It just sounds exactly like it. Wait, I'm like, wait a minute. I know that sound effect. <laughs> there lies your way. Because I listened through uh, several episodes of Shakespeare to make sure I didn't use one that was similar, but I may have missed one. Yeah, it happens. Said, so, oh dear, Shakespeare sounds like Shakespeare. me. <laughs> That you do think you are not what you are. Well, see, it just makes us like an actual theater group. You know, we have stock sounds, stock sets. We just redress them. Wait, we have sets? Awesome! 
Would it be better, madam? What about the matches? Do we have any matches? I wish it might. I'm not certain. Now I am. I've not found any. Oh, if you find them, let me know. Looks I need a light. Actually, you know what? I think, uh, I'm pretty sure Iago had some in Act 5 of Othello, so... Yeah, I used a, uh... I had a hard time trying to find a sound effect to sound like sci-fi lights turning on. And so, uh, I managed to mash up a fluorescent light bulb and a match. Oh, interesting. So, we've had a match once, but I know of. Love sot is good, but give it uh, I love how Donnie says that. By love sot is good. I'll drink to that. Let me find some alcohol. I'll be right back. Found it. And so adieu, good madam. Never more will I my master's tears to you deplore. Yet come again. For thou perhaps mayst move that heart. Yeah, it's like, now until I want you to come back. Well, and what I love is just how the Olivia, the Olivia Viola and the Duke relationship starts really progressing here. Starting with this. No, faith I'll not stay a jot longer. <laughs> my reason, dear Venom, give thy reason. You must needs yield your reason, Sir Andrew. Uh, See, Sir Andrew's reason is actually pretty stinking good. I saw it in the orchard. Did she see thee the while, old boy? Tell me that. As plain as I see. If Sir Toby wasn't so crooked. You know what's interesting is it would be very, very much interesting to put Jason R. Wallace, Adrian Rudd, and David Alt in a room and get them drunk and see what happens. <laughs> oh my you know what if we ever you know you know one of us wins the lottery and does the pin in studios we will have to have this happen and record this you should then have accosted her some excellent jests fire new from the mint you should have banged the pretty sure they just start quoting something this was looked for at your I think Princess Bride Shakespeare maybe time wash off Nah, my mind's on Princess Bride. Let's be honest. Yeah. Get a bunch of nerds together. Somebody starts quoting it. Then they all join in. On a Dutchman's beard. A bicycle. Or, not a bicycle. An icicle on a Dutchman's beard. <laughs> a bicycle on a Dutchman's beard. <laughs> well, I crossed the streams, right? I started, we were talking about bicycles and Julius Caesar, and that crossed over. Why then? Spoilers! No, no, I'm kidding. It's kind of hard to spoil an old play. Guys, there will be a bicycle at Julius Caesar, and it will be awesome. You'll have to wait six months to find out exactly what I'm talking about, but there will be a bicycle. There is no way but this, Sir Andrew. Will either of you bear me a challenge to him? Go, write it in a martial hand. Be cursed and brief. It is no matter how witty, so it be eloquent and full of invention. Taunt him with the license of ink. If thou vowest him some thrice, it shall not be amiss. And you know, you kind of love how flexible jazz is. Like, I, I was kind of surprised um, that so many TV shows, honestly, use jazz or subtle versions of jazz underneath their dialogue because you can apply it to most anything if nothing else is atmosphere. But right. take the piece you're playing now, it, it, it's 
kind of conspiratorial, but it's also kind of happy and interesting, and, well, we're drinking in a club. At the same time, these scenes are really hard to pull off, because when you've got jazz songs that have got to change moods so quickly, uh, it gets hard to get it just right, but... The payoff is usually really amazing. So much blood in his liver as will clog the foot of a flea. I'll eat the rest of the anatomy. And his opposite, the youth, bears in his visage no. Kind of like this song right here. Which is clarinet sauce. I'm pretty sure you've said that that song before, and I've gone. What? <laughs> no, this song title is clarinet sauce. I love Mindy's laughing. Uh, Mindy Raskin and everyone. Uh, I I do like how I think Aiden and her just kind of, point of the letter that I to harmonized in their humor. <laughs> well, I mean, they do get married at the end, so True. double spoilers. <laughs> They've got good chemistry. It works. Smile and take it for a great favor. Come bring us, bring us where he is. Oh, the jokes I could have made there. <laughs> wow. All right, and now Colin shuts up for a scene for a change of pace. I can't talk about this. I'm in it. You talk. No, 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 no. Go ahead, talk. Yeah. I will talk about the song. This song is called uh, Noir Number 1 by Music by Pedro. And uh, it was kind of interesting because the song had just come out right about the time I was mixing this episode. And I heard it and I thought, hmm, yeah, that's a great royalty-free track to use for this. So it fit the scene perfectly. But jealousy, what might befall your traffic? Being skillless in these parts? Cool. Which, to a stranger, unguided and unfriended, Often prove rough and unhospitable. My willing love, but rather by these arguments. How do you know it's the twenties? There's a car. It just drove by. My kind Antonio. I mean, this does take place in a street, though, so that makes sense. Yes. It makes you wonder where's the music coming from. The street, no, a uh, little one of those little corner bars or something, maybe. Some random hobo in the quarters on his sex. What's to do? Shall we go see the relatives of no, no offense, Pedro. You're, you're a great Let's musician. Let's go see your lodging. I am not weary. That he is. Long tonight. I pray you. Let us satisfy our eyes. With if the uh, if people in the audience have not checked him out yet, it's uh, youtube.com slash music by Pedro. And uh, he does some awesome, awesome, awesome work. I did some service of such note indeed that were I taken here, it would scarce be answered. Be like you slew a great number of his people. The offense is not of such a bloody nature. Albeit the quality of the time and quarrel might well have given us a bloody argument. It might have since been answered in repaying that what we took from them. Which, for traffic's sake, most of our city did. Only myself stood out. For which, if I be lapsed in this place... Landon, you need to talk now. <laughs> Do not then walk to open. I'm not gonna talk. Not fit me. 
I just realized, I is, this, is this the first scene with uh, Sebastian in it? Yes. I believe, yeah, I believe it is. No, Sebastian was in Act 2. Okay, alright. So this is the second scene with Sebastian in it. Yes. Happily, your eye shall light upon some toy you have desired to purchase. And your store, I think... I love the way that uh, Marley compliments your voice in the scene, though. And leave you for an hour. It works well because you're kind of eccentric about the the whole scenario and she's just kind of mellowed out, for lack of a better term. Well, speaking from a dramaturge perspective, since that's the capacity I'm here in, and I'm trying to do that, Antonio, I, I ship Antonio and Sebastian really hard. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it as, here, you know, go buy yourself a treat. You know, right? Spend all the money. Have fun. He says he'll come. But that's really the, that's really the subtext of the character, anyways. Well, yeah. More often than begged or borrowed. Oh, I speak too. Anyways, Naughty Britain. Yay! Hooray! I, I love how she's kind of like giddy. You know. Strange manner. Sure, possessed, madam. I love how <laughs> I love how uh, Mindy manages to no, keep a straight madam, voice. But smile. Well, what I what I love about audio. I have no idea what Malvolio looks like for you, but he is hilarious in my head. I'm as mad as he, if sad and merry madness equal be. How now, Malvolio? Sweet lady. Ho ho. Smilest thou? I sent for thee upon a sad occasion. Sad, lady. I could be sad. This does make I love his delivery. It's like, blood I could be sad. But what of that? Well, then. If it please the eye of one, I, I, I just love the entire the entire Malvolio, who's one of those people who's like, one you know, we know someone who's like this. And the Lizzie Bennet da- Darcy voice. In my mind, though yellow in my leg. Who are you doing? Are, are you fake texting? It did it's come super to his hands and commands shall be executed. <laughs> Maybe check out the Lizzie Bennet diaries. You should. Anyways, from back from plugging. I've only on. I've only ever watched a couple episodes of it, so yeah, I'm a little behind. It's really good. Check them all out. Check out everything. <laughs> you should too, and then go listen to more audio drama. How do you, Yes, yes, yes. At your request, yes, Nightingale's answer does. Why appear you with this ridiculous boldness before my lady? Be not afraid of greatness. Twas well you know, you gotta love the entire... The main thing that everyone knows off the top of their head from this play is the entire be not afraid of greatness thing. Which, out of context, it's badass, you know? Right. But in context, it's ridiculous. Some have greatness. It's also kind of hilarious. Indeed. Heaven restore thee. Remember who... Commended thy yellow stockings. The yellow stockings. And wished to see thee cross guarded. Cross guarded. Go to thou art made. If thou desirest <laughs> to be so. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, let me see the servant still. Why? And I get the feeling like this is very I don't know. He's I, I get the feeling he's like a very John yeah, Cheese with a little mustache, being like big smile. Hardly entreat him back. Oh boy. This is a uh, Hannah Jane Condell as a servant. Let this fellow be. She only has one line, but she did a fantastic job. Let some of my people have a special care of him. So thank you, Hannah. Not have him miscarry for the half of my dowry. Oh, you come near me now. <laughs> no worse man than Sir Toby to look to me. Oh boy. This concurs directly with the letter. See, I can laugh at it now. When I was directing, I, I could not laugh. I appear stubborn to him, for she incites me to well, it was just like, oh, more lines. After the fifth time of hearing it, I'm yeah. sure it loses its humor. Fifteenth, uh, maybe. <laughs> All right. Obviously, we have to test this. More field theory, guys. Listen to this act fifteen times and come back to us. <laughs> I'm so glad. Looking at the script, I realized I could have probably. I, I tried to break up the monologues into multiple lines, so the actors aren't don't have to say one giant monologue in one take, which is really hard to do. <laughs> When she went away now. And I could probably have split this up into like three, but I split it up in half, so I'm sorry, Pete. At least it wasn't like Act 2 where he had over a page of monologues. Yeah. It was like two pages of the same monologue split up. Well, and imagine recording that. Just one giant monologue. <laughs> We're talking uh, about at least the three-minute take two, there. Not I, yeah. The For one, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Pennant's recording procedure, but we get three to five takes, which means that's at least a 20-minute line right there. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I have to listen to every take. So. How is with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> I love how he raises his voice. It's great. Go. Are you okay? Oh, how hollow the fiend speaks within him. It actually reminds me, uh, coming up in a minute, Jason gives the first and so far only ad lib that I have put into the Pennant Shakespeare. And, uh, when it comes up, I will call it out, but it's it's pretty pretty hilarious. Also, I should add, uh, Aiden did that without knowing that Jason was also going to raise his voice. How now, mistress? Oh, Lord. Freddy, <laughs> peace. This is not the way. Do you not see you move him? Let me alone with him. No way but gentleness. Gently, gently. <laughs> the fiend is rough. And will not be roughly you. Yes, Why, how we are, now, we are right now just sitting here listening to the episode. That's how funny sir, these guys are. I bitty, come with me. They are hilarious. It is not for gravity to play a cherry pit with Satan. Hang him, foul Collier. 
Get him to say his prayers. You know, I need to beat Aiden up again, just so I can have him say, Hey, him fell closer again. Minks? No, I warrant you, he will not hear of godliness. Go hang yourselves all. You are idle, shallow things. I am not of your element. You shall know more hereafter. Of course you will. <laughs> if this were played on a podcast now, I could condemn it as an improbable fiction. But very and there's our ad lib. The Nay, pursue him now. Uh, I love breaking the fourth wall. Why, we shall make him mad indeed. Because we didn't sooner. Shakespeare was definitely a genius at doing it when he did. Yeah. More matter for a May morning. Here's the challenge. Read it. Foreign bears vigilant. Is so saucy. I don't want to do but read. Give me. Is vinegar and pepper actually that saucy? Yeah. Good and valiant. Get thee to a kitchen. That is your new nunnery, Landon. We are sending you to a kitchen. Good note. That keeps you from the blow. Well. I do mix, so <laughs> yeah, my puns are lame. Leave us. We listen to seminar, right, folks? Exceeding good sense. Bless. Going home, where if it be thy chance to kill me, good. Thou killest me like a rogue and a villain. Still, you keep at the windy side of the law. Good. Fare thee well, and God have mercy upon one of our souls. He may have mercy upon the mine, windy side of the law. <laughs> so look to thyself, thy friend as thou that one took a minute. And thy sworn enemy, Andrew Agucheek. If this letter move him not, his legs cannot. I'll give it to him. <laughs> oh, you may have very fit occasion for it. He is now in the friend and sworn enemy. Go, Sir Andrew, scout me for him at the corner of the orchard like a bum bailey. So soon as ever thou seest him, draw, and as thou drawest, swear horrible, for it comes to pass off that a terrible oath with a swaggering accent sharply twained off gives manhood more approbation than ever proof itself would have earned him. Away! Nay, let me alone for swearing. I, I feel like that's a. <laughs> Uh, a lesson we've all learned, guys. If you need to be more manly, say an oath in a uh, terrible oath in a swaggering accent. His employment Excellently ignorant. It comes from a Sir, I will deliver his challenge by word of mouth, set upon Agucheek, a notable report of valor, and drive the gentleman, as I know his youth will aptly receive it, into a most hideous opinion of his rage, skill, fury, and impetuosity. This will so frighten them both that they will kill Impetuosity. Man, we need more words like that in the English language. Oh, here he comes with they the are. Bring him back. <laughs> 
<laughs> that being said, Sir Toby is brilliant in how he handles the duel, isn't he, guys? Yes. Of course, he's also pretty manipulative for a drunk guy. True, but... Yeah. Too much unto a heart of stone and laid my honor too on Pretty fly for a drunk guy. Such a headstrong, potent fault it is that it but mocks reproof. With the same behavior that your passion bears goes on my master's grief. Here, wear this jewel for me. Tis my picture. Refuse it not, it hath no time to And I beseech you come again tomorrow. So, so what's the shipping name for uh, Viola and Olivia? Viola Olivia? Hola! <laughs> I just got that. Hola! <laughs> Send in all hand hate mail, fan requests, and... God save thee! At Beolman on Twitter. thou hast betake thee to it. Of what nature the wrongs are thou hast done to him, I know not. But thy interceptor, full of despite, oh, the music the hunter, attends thee at the orchard, and dismount thy tuck, be yer in thy preparation for That was another one of those transitions that was hard to get deadly. right. You because it was so abrupt. <laughs> Well, kind of like it burst out of the bushes or something. My remembrance yeah. is very free and clear from any image of offense done to any man. You'll find it otherwise, I assure you. Therefore, if you hold your life at any price, but take you to your God, <laughs> for your opposite hath in him what youth, strength, skill, and wrath can furnish a man withal. I pray you, sir, uh, what is he? My favorite lot. You know, that's something we should also bring out. Instead of acting like, who is he? What's going on with him? What is he? What is he? What? You heard about Jake, right? No. What is he? Hobnob is his word. Give it or take it. I will return again into the house and desire some conduct of the lady. I am no fighter. I have uh, heard of some kind of men that put quarrels purposely on others to taste their valor. Be like this is a man of that quirk. You know, it's funny. Viola says she's not a fighter. And yet, in Act 5, Sebastian is definitely a fighter. Back you shall not to the house unless you undertake yeah. that with me, which with as much but safety you might answer twins him. does not mean clothes. On, or strip and clothes does not mean you have the same ability. For metal you must that Point. certain or for swear I, I we really have to give props you. to Aiden. I'd be kinda scared to fight this guy. <laughs> I beseech you, do me this courteous office, as to know of the knight what my offence to him is. It is something of my negligence, nothing of my purpose. I will do so. Signor Fabian, stay you by this gentleman till my return. Good job, Jason. Standing there the entire time. Do you know of this matter? I know the knight is incensed against you, even to a mortal arbitrament. But nothing of the circumstance more. I beseech you, what manner of man is he? Nothing of that... Um... Wonderful promise to read him by his form, as you are like to find him in the proof of his valor. He is indeed, sir, the most skillful, 
bloody and fatal opposite that you could possibly have found in any part of Illyria. We walk towards him. I will make your peace with him if I can. I shall be much bound to you for it. I am one that had rather go with Sir Priest than Sir Knight. I care not who knows so much of my... my metal. Why, man, he's a very devil. I have not seen such a farrago. So that transition was kind of interesting. Um, in the original play, they were all in the same exact area. And I'm going to guess that on the stage, they're supposed to be standing on opposite sides. Uh, but it was just easier to make it like a separate little scene. Well, what happens in the, 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 the stage direction, it depends on the performance. But Viola and Fabian exit, but Sir Toby and Sir Andrew came on, so it is kind of like transitioning to a different area of the course. Right. I love the dueling music because he kind of got the soft drive going under it. I have his horse to take up the quarrel. I have persuaded him. I love the uh, noir undertones of this piece. It uh, it it carries the emotion very well. As if a bear were at his heels. There's no remedy, sir. He will fight with you for oath's sake. Mary, he hath better bethought him of his quarrel, and he finds that now scarce to be worth talking of. Or draw for the supportance of his vow. It also puts the audience in a mood because, you know, let's face it, a lot of times these monologues are so fast-paced and uh, different from what people usually speak that, uh, you know, you'll be listening to it and you'll be like, huh, what did they say? Right, sometimes multiple listening definitely helps. Um, I know a friend of mine, good friend of mine, actually uh, use, will bring out the, the text and actually read along with it. I do assure you. But for folks that don't do that, the music will. helps keep you in the mood of what's going on. Oh, definitely. Which is one reason I'm not a huge fan of uh, skipping and leaving gaps where there's no music. <laughs> I've done it before, but not often. Nay, if you be an undertaker, I am for you. Oh, good Sir Toby, hold! Here come the officers. I'll be with you anon. Pray, sir, put your sword up if you please. Marry, will I, sir? And for that I promised you, I'll be as good as my word. He'll bear you easily and reigns well. This Note, a sword, a sword in the 1920s. Antonio, I arrest thee at the suit of countersuit. <laughs> hey, who was that guy? Me, uh, this is no, Vincent Morrison as no, the second no, officer, and no, Andy Bundy well, as the so first officer. No cap on your head. Take him away. And they both do a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's funny hearing voices that we know from similar things. That's true. But see, I don't hear, I don't hear Vincent as a fellow in this scene. I hear Vincent as a cop. <laughs> true. He does a great job at uh, differentiating it. You stand amazed, but be of comfort. Come, sir. Away. I must entreat you some of that money. What money, sir? And he does the same thing with the soothsayer in Julius Caesar. I have heard his lines recently, and the, they're pretty, pretty good. I can see that. Out of my lean and low ability, I'll lend you something. Note: If you ever need someone to scream over a crowd, get Vincent Morrison because he is very good at it. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I'm at Disneyland. <laughs> it's like, will you people shut up? Or something like that. Do not tempt my misery, lest that it make me so unsound a man as to upbraid you with those unkindnesses that I have done for you. 
I know of none. Except in this case, it's more like, Caesar, you're gonna die. Well, we could shut that if it's a little too. Or any taint of vice whose strong corruption inhabits our frail blood. Oh, heavens themselves. Come, sir. I pray you, go. Let me speak a little. Yes, I'm shutting up again, Landon. You talk. I snatched one half out of I don't really have much to say about this scene. It's just, um, it's one of those that there's not much to say about. And to his image. Which we thought Where you just listen. What's that to us? The time goes by. Away! But oh, how vile an island proves this god thou hast. You, ha you can't help but feel sorry for Antonio, though, because he genuinely thinks this is Sebastian. And, you know, you also can't help but feel sorry for Viola because she's just confused out of her mind. But the beauteous evil are empty trunks. She's never seen this guy before. Man grows mad. Away with him. Come. Come, sir. Lead me on. Okay, I can talk now. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, this is the awkward part about being on a commentary and you're actually in the episode. Yeah, I don't like this, guys. Get used to it. <laughs> Landon, you're gonna have to get someone else to Julius Caesar. Nah, you're gonna have to get used to it. You're gonna have to get someone else to Julius Caesar. <coughs> we'll see. Living in my glass, even such and so in favor was my brother, and he went still in this fashion, color, ornament. For him, I imitate. Oh, if it prove, tempests are kind and salt waves fresh in love. Very dishonest and paltry boy. More a coward than a hare. His dishonesty appears in leaving his friend here. <laughs> More a coward than a hare. Him. For his cowardship, ask Fabian. A coward. A most devout coward. Religious and. <laughs> Said I'll after him again and beat him. Do. Cuff him soundly, but never draw thy Jason's Fabian is hilarious because he sounds just a notch away from being like a Texas rancher. Well, there's all sorts of people in the big cities. Maybe he's a transplant. Maybe. Ah, and that was Act 3, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! About time. That was only 40 minutes. Twelfth Night, Act 3. Featuring the voice talents. It was a really talk to our writer about this. Need to write smaller episodes. <laughs> Jason R. Wallace as Fabian. I don't know that he can help us. I'm sure we can. Prepare the rituals. Colin Kelly as we need to talk to him about this. If someone finds a time traveling DeLorean, you let me know. Norton as Sebastian. Nah, not a DeLorean. First officer. I'm talking about necromancy. More useful. Ah, point. That's Walt Disney. Written by. Script analysis and dramaturgy by Colin Kelly. Sorry, script idea that will never happen. Featuring the following music: a jazz song by AJC4. Victor Frankenstein might have been a better reference. AJC4. Street Shuffle. Shades of Spring. Well, no, he didn't bring back people. He just brought back Goldums. Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Oh, I should give a shout out to Brian for doing the credits for us. Oh yeah, good job, Brian. And also Joe in the trailers. Awesome trailer work. And Yay. 
Even cooler trailer work on uh, the Sonnets Part 6, I believe it is. Or 7. Okay, we need to stop with the... Oh, this will be cool. You'll hear it eventually. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming sometime. You know, I think one day we should just send Brian just a bunch of random, like, words or things to say. This production is copyright and put them at the end of a credit to see if anyone notices that it has nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> so send your suggestions to... At the Bellman. B-E-A-L-L. Alright, and with that note, bye everybody. Later!